The Digital Gumbo Podcast contains language that some may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. Well, now we're done with that shit. Let's start the show. For the victory lap, though. Whoa, whoa. They ain't never seen nothing like this before. Lit the room when I came through the front door. Ask me if I should suffer, come work for. Train in the trees, please, one my sycamore. Welcome in. This is episode 84 of the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. We got three hosts on the show. My name's Nookie Bishop Jr. I'm pleased that you're here with us. Also on the show, and we got two other hosts, T. Petty and Adrice Elbow. T. Petty, the check-in this week. How you feeling? What up? What up? Uh, I'm good. I have to tell y'all, I went to a work conference yesterday, and that was interesting. Uh-oh, uh-oh. We got uh, the work conference story that we need to check in. Also, we need to revisit the uh, the story from Egypt. We'll do that later in the uh, podcast. We forgot to check in with your Egypt story last week. So we got to check in with you on Egypt oh, and the work conference. Oh, Lord have mercy. I forgot all about that. You right. All right. I got you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Say no more. We'll uh, get to those uh, stories. And uh, that's a little tease that'll keep people listening. <laughs> So uh, be uh, make sure you listen through for T. Petty's Egypt story and this work conference story coming just to, in a little bit. My main man, my brother, man, it was hot up there today, man. You in the 80s up there in Baltimore, man. What it do? What up, Nook? What up, T. Petty? This your boy, Egypt's elbow with a little bit of ash on the elbow. And this was a beautiful day. It was nice and sunny here in Baltimore. And, um, you know, Everything was great today. And, you know, Easter is coming up. So, you know, my son, he got an Easter basket from school. And you know how they do the chocolate bunnies, um, Nook? Mm-hmm. And so he had a solid chocolate bunny. I was like, oh, this is a nice bunny. I was looking at it and I would say, and it said chocolate flavor. And I said, chocolate flavor? <laughs> Let me look at the ingredients on this thing. And they had a whole list of ingredients. <laughs> and none of them really said chocolate until it got to chocolate flavoring. I was like, this is a bunch of molded sugar made to taste like chocolate. So y'all be careful with them fake chocolate bunnies this Easter. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Now, you know what you got to do? You go on Monday and you get the real chocolate bunny for half price from the Consumer Value Store. We've been over this before. I know. That's that's the move right there. I guess chocolate price is going up like inflation with everything else. <laughs> it- Exactly, exactly. We may have lost uh, your audio for just a second, bro. But yeah, these chocolate prices are, might be going up. T. Petty, how old is too old for a for a person to have an Easter basket? Hey, man, if you enjoy Easter and it's your thing, you're not too old. I mean, I don't do it, but fun fact, my mother loves Easter. Okay. Like, it is her jam. I would not be surprised if she was dying eggs this weekend. Wait, this weekend is Easter, ain't it? Yes, yes. Okay. It's been yeah. something that's oh, been yeah. thrown off in the time-space conundrum. I did not really have a good concept on when Easter was, other than it's a Sunday. But yeah, it but, is coming up. No, <laughs> a Sunday. Like, Nook and T-Patty, can't you put anything in the Easter basket at this point? Like, it yes. can't even be sacrilegious no more because it's like, People been putting bunnies in there and, and eggs and candy. Eggs. And you so know. you get... Hardboiled colored dyed eggs, hardboiled mm-hmm. dyed eggs. You get chocolate in mm-hmm. some form. You get jelly beans. Mm-hmm. 
And then a lot of people will like stuffed stuffed animals and shit like that. For me, I just wanted the uh, jelly beans. Now, do you like the flavored fruit jelly beans, the black ones? Which ones? So, black jelly beans are made by the devil. So, absolutely. (laughs) Oh, I thought you were about to say you like black jelly beans. No, those are disgusting. So, I like two specific brands of jelly beans only. I like Brock's jelly beans and I like Starburst Starburst jelly jelly beans. I knew it. Yeah, Brock's is good. Those are two great jelly beans. You're right. Y'all can keep them jelly bellies. Them shits is disgusting. Them bootleg generic brand. No, don't give me none of that. Just the two brands that I specified. Those are the only ones I eat. Them Starbucks, uh, Starbucks, those Starburst jelly beans are the <laughs> truth. Starbucks. And now you eat a Starbucks jelly bean. Boy, they, I bet you they got some, though. You can't jumping out the wall. Jelly Belly, you know they got them coffee-flavored jelly beans. It's disgusting. Yeah, yeah. And then don't they serve in the little packs at uh, Starbucks like it's a coffee bean with the chocolate on it and then you like just go crazy after you eat it? Yeah, bro. I, I had one pack of those. I'll never do it again. <laughs> I was like, I... <laughs> Unbelievable. Drees, um, do you put the little grass in the kid's Easter basket and or have you ever bought an Easter basket last minute from like Walgreens? Well, one, like, yeah, the grass going there, but I hate that grass because it get everywhere. You know, it's like it's just cut up ribbons of whatever, plastic or paper or whatever, but it just gets everywhere. So I hate it. But you almost have to put it in there to make the basket, because if you don't put some filler in there, then the basket look kind of sad. And so, like, that's the best, best filler. And I have gone out and gotten, like, Easter baskets. Um, you know, I've gotten them from, like, like Walgreens or the, the CVS or whatever. And um, they, 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 they're all right, Easter baskets. I tried to get it from the dollar store one time and make your own Easter basket. You can do How'd that, that but it's a little bit more work. You got to get yeah. all the individual pieces. Yeah, yeah. T-Patty, you ever bought um, an Easter basket from the Hustle Man on the corner? No, my mother made our Easter baskets forever. And then when I was raising my kid, I made her Easter basket. So I'm not buying no bootleg Easter baskets. I don't know what brand jelly beans he's got in there. Y'all know how I feel about people touching my stuff. And they always look vaguely grimy. Like, mm-mm. <laughs> they, they plastic be cloudy. Your <laughs> <laughs> hey, fingernails dirty. You can't do nothing for me. <laughs> so I'm of a certain age and I still want an Easter basket whether I get one in adulthood or not. Best Easter basket I ever got as an adult. No grass. It was a small ass Easter basket. It was a white envelope in there. You know what was in the white envelope? Two basketball tickets. And I was like, yeah, right. that's what's up. I was like, okay, okay, I can work with this. Like, thank you. Shit, I'm grateful for anything. You give me some basketball tickets. I was like, okay, that's what's up. You, you get me. You get me. So that's what's up. Now, um, we might have said this before on Digital Gumbo, but where did this tradition come from? How know. you get from Easter to like the bunny and the basket and the eggs? I, I really don't know the connection. None of it I makes just accept sense. it. Especially those of us who grew up in the black church, like what the hell? Yeah, it's now, we um, never did the Easter bunny thing, but we always did the eggs, the chocolate. The, like, what does that have to do with anything? I think my mother just like holidays. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's like spring, you know, like um, the Easter bunny and you know everybody comes out of a hibernation, including the bears and stuff, and they're ready to, you know, like a re, um, you know, like it's the resurrection, but it's also like a a reemergence of life in general, you know, the trees be blooming and 
and all that stuff and the flowers and all that. So it's like a general theme, but it's probably got something to do with something nasty, something very pagan. Also, have y'all ever been to the mall and y'all seen like a dusty ass Easter bunny? Like the bunny's not white, but it's like off white, like kind of grayish. I'll be like, damn, they need to clean this Easter bunny outfit. Like, why does Peter Cottontail look raggedy as fuck? And he look like he got the mange. Like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I'm letting my kids sit on this mangy ass thing. And then the Peter Cottontail uh, costume clearly is not from this decade. It's like from the 70s. It's like it's not been upgraded. He has a butterfly collar. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, we're going to um, start this uh, episode off a different way. Now, um, T. Petty, you know about this. Drees uh, and T. Petty, I want to get your comments on this as well. Drees, I'm going to tell you a story. This happened to me this weekend. We talk about some serious things on this podcast. We talk about some funny things. This is sort of in the middle, okay? All right, so um, everybody's getting their outfits uh, back together, right? Like essentially... Uh, and I'm glad that I can. Been wearing, you know, pretty much the same mix and match of outfits since 2019, pre, um, you know, pandemic. So, um, you know, more and more, you know, weather getting better, people, you know, going to things here and there. So your boys got to get, you know, you can't have all A outfits unless you get through the B through F outfits. So I'll say, okay, get rid of some stuff, get me some new stuff. So what they're doing now is they rocking the hoodies with the blazers. You know, your boy like blazers. You throw some jeans on and some sneakers. And you got you a nice outfit, brunch or whatever, you know, and we good to go. So I went online and I saw that they had these nice, uh, let me say for the store is uh, this. I can't say the name, but let's say if you went to YMCA and then you went to more than one YMCA and then you had YMCA's, but you rearranged the letters in YMCA's, that's the name of the store. <laughs> there All right, also, I think we got that. It's Scrabble. Yeah, Scrabble edition. They're also known for the uh, Thanksgiving Day Parade. Anyway, okay, so I went to that website. So um, they had these nice um, Ralph Lauren hoodies, right? And, um, you know, you press the radio button so you get to see what the colors look like. So they have white, and then they had blue, they had black, and then they had uh, like a light gray, right? So um, that was cool. And then like uh, it was a white guy modeling those four. Then I got to the last color. And um, it was a darker gray and the model was black. And the thing said, black man, Heather. And I was like, what? This is racist. I was like, black man, Heather. What is black man, Heather? So I looked at it again and I said, this says black man, Heather. I was like, this is ridiculous. So I get on the Twitter machine and I'm like, at YMCAS scramble, what's up with this? Is black man, Heather a color? You need to change this off your website ASAP. This is ridiculous. Then I fired off the nasty hashtags, hashtags shopping online while black, hashtag in living color, hashtag uh, black lives matter. Okay. So boom. So that was Saturday. And you know that people generally um, have a social media person even work on the weekend. So that was Saturday and I didn't hear anything. So I got up Sunday and I didn't see nothing back on there. So I fired another nasty tweet, right? I was just like, this is ridiculous. So all day Sunday passed, right? I did not get the hoodies. About 8.30 that night, I get a text from T. Petty. And, um, you know, I put the screenshot and circled it where like the black man was wearing the black man Heather hoodie. And um, she sends me a tweet. She was like, this says black Marl Heather, M-A-R-L Heather. She's like... <laughs> 
She said this. She said this. She said this is a color, right? I'm like, so I trust T. Petty Rabbit. I was like, I got to see this shit for myself. So I Google Black Marl, M-A-R-L Heather. And I'll be damned if the same pictures of the hoodies that I was trying to get came up, right? And then I scrolled down and it's, you know, the Pantone color system. It's a real fucking Pantone color, right? So I'm as, I, was, I am embarrassed as fuck. So first of all, I, um, I texted T. Petty back. I was like, I swore this said black man Heather, right? And then um, I- You sure they ain't changing on you, though, Nook? Man, they <laughs> they're going to switch it up now. So <laughs> that L got real close together. And I swear to God, it was like black man Heather. So I go to Twitter. Like people had retweeted my tweet. They was like, yeah, what's up with that at? M-A-C-S-Y-C, you know, scramble, blah, 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 blah. So I took the tweets down and then I get another tweet from T. Petty saying, um, you know, that she was dying because uh, apparently I could not see that there was an R and an L there and that was a real color as opposed to being Black Man Heather. Uh, Drees, I'm going to (laughs) take your comments first. Black Mara is a real color and Black Man Heather is not. Okay, so black marl is a color. I, I guess heather is a, a type of fabric. <laughs> like what's cool. like it's a, like a shade of, of gray. <laughs> it's a shade it's a shade of gray. So mm-hmm. black marl black marl is a color. Mm-hmm. And then like heather is is the fabric. All right, that's, that's new correct. to me. Yes. That's new to me. Yes. I, I, I swore it said, they changed the letters on me. I swore it said black man, Heather. T. Petty, what were you thinking about me? Well, I know I'm an idiot, but... What were you? What were your thoughts as you was reading my nasty pseudo fake tweet? As soon as I saw it, I was like, "This boy is blind as a bat. He just did not see." <laughs> this says M A R L. I know exactly what you did, and I laughed for a smooth five minutes before I could even send you that text because that shit was funny to me. <laughs> I took down the tweets. I want to say though that Jesus works; the Lord works in mysterious ways. Since I didn't order the hoodies on Saturday night, they put them on sale on Sunday, probably after they read my tweet. And I was able to- <laughs> You, you bought able, the price of the hoodies down with your campaign. <laughs> and I, I I'm going to have to try that. I'm a, I'm a, next time I want to get some, I'm going to complain about it to see if the price drop. <laughs> I saved myself $40 and I was able to get the overnight shipping. The hoodies will be here tomorrow. So win-win for Nookie Bishop Jr., and for and for uh, YMCAS uh, scrambled. I apologize. I took down my tweet, and uh, I just felt like an idiot. So uh, yeah. No, um, when you wear when you wear this hoodie, and somebody like uh, compliments you on it, it's like thank you so much. This is black man. <laughs> black man. That sounded like an old like. Um, uh, black exploitation film coming this summer. Black man Heather black takes down everybody in the hood, including the whiteies. He wants his streets back for the community. Help me, black man Heather. They killed my brother. <laughs> black Show man Heather. Made it on. Under 17, not admitted without parents. So that is my idiot story of the week. So yeah, there we go. There we go. Um, let's get to some real news. Okay, so um, this new variant 2B, Y2KB, I'm not sure um, what it is, 2KA, um, they say that the cases are climbing, but that the infections are not that serious. 
Um, they also had a dinner for, I believe it was the Marine Corps band here in DC that was called a super spreader event. 72 people have tested positive that went to that dinner. Um, and then they find Boris Johnson, the, um, the British prime minister, apparently he was having parties and shit and broke protocol during COVID. And he is uh, one of the few world leaders fined for breaking COVID protocol during the pandemic. T. Petty, break down uh, this new variant and, and what's going on with the pandemic right now. It's, what's going on is the same thing that's been going on for the past damn near three years now. The numbers go up, some form of, they call them restrictions, I call them precautions are put in place. People fuss about them, blah, blah, blah. The numbers go down. And then they're like, oh, fuck it. We're free. No more Rona. Take mask off. Get rid of all the precautions. And then the numbers go back up again. Rinse and repeat. At this point, the United States has clearly given up from a public health aspect of eradicating this. So COVID is going to be in the population in some way, shape, form, or format. It's just going to be endemic because there is not the political will to do anything about it. Like it was so badly mismanaged at its onset that there is no hope of recovery. It was mismanaged and it was politicized. So this is what it is. So I've resigned myself to the fact that I'm going to be wearing masks and staying away from these filthy ass humans for as long as possible. So those of us who are vaxxed and boosted, um, maybe we will experience, you know, milder symptoms, but there are still those people who are immunocompromised, who are not old enough to get vaccinated yet, who or have some other um, condition where they can't get vaccinated that are still going to be at a higher risk. But nobody gives a fuck about any of that, clearly. So yeah. here we yeah. are. You're right, T. Petty, as far as the uh, mismanagement uh, from the jump, uh, I guess, in D.C. Um, at a couple of uh, universities uh, in the D.C. area, they've gone ahead and reinstated the mask mandate. Also in uh, Philadelphia, they have reinstated their indoor mask mandate. So we'll see how this really? translates. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see how this translates uh, after spring break. That's always uh, the potential to um, spread this event uh, or spread, uh, you know, as well, this new variant and uh you know, cause uh, other places, municipalities, states, what have you, to um, go ahead and reinstate their um, mask mandates. Drees, they should have had called this, um, they shouldn't have called it COVID from the beginning. They should have called it the Duke of Earl. You want to know why? Because why nothing can stop the Duke of Earl. Um, mask mandates back on, man. Give me your assessment on this, uh, on this uh, latest sort of round of COVID. Man, this isn't a surprise, right? Like we we know there were gonna be like variants that would come and you know, we would have to, you know, go back into like more restrictions, right? I mean putting the mask on and, and some of the other precautions. So this is kind of like the world that we live in now. And um so it's to be expected, right? It's it's something that we're learning to live with. And um, I think probably the most effective thing we've had for like dealing with this so far has been masking uh, and it's helped. So I think, you know, uh, we're just going to have to get used to this kind of back and forth 
of like, you can take the mask off because things are better, but it's starting to get worse. Put the mask back on. Um, personally, I mask up in, in, in public places, especially when I'm around um, people for like prolonged periods of time. And it's that's just something that I've gotten used to doing now. And I, I think that's just, it's going to be part of the fabric of engaging socially from here on out until like some undetermined amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing the same thing, man. It's like, um, it's almost like me playing dress up, right? Like my outfit changes, but my mask don't. I'm like walking around like a Mortal Kombat character and shit. Like, oh, he changed his outfit, but he's he still got that. It was like, who's that? Who's that? People like, you know, crooking their neck and stuff to see how you got. But actually, you know, in addition to um, helping not to uh, spread uh, the COVID, uh, it's held immensely with this uh, pollen and stuff, man. I think I'm breathing in less pollen, especially with these allergies and stuff, man. But um We'll see what uh, happens after the spring break, man. Again, uh, this is uh, Easter week that we're taping on, and uh, we hope uh, everybody's uh, safe. But it's just going to be a mix of people, like you said, T-Petting. They'll continue to manage it as best they can, but still a, a good mix of uh, unvaccinated folks uh, that are out there. Also, a lot of people have emerged that said that they only got one shot um, from last year or the year before. I'm just like, well, what good did that do? So, Make no, no damn sense. Yeah, yeah. And like, um, they yeah, tell me- you got one, just go get the other one. And I, I can see people like not going in the, yeah, I think it was like, you had to be three weeks apart or something like that. Yeah. So I can see like you, you mess around, you miss a deadline and it's like, you know, it's a month or it's a month and a half before you get the second one. But man, just go get the second shot. Exactly. Yeah, I don't understand these people that got one shot, but they didn't get another shot. I'm just that like, makes oh, sense. you wasting a dose that could have went to somebody else. So that's uh, that's some crazy stuff. Well, um, this is actually a good point for me to talk about the conference I went to yesterday. Okay, hit me. So it was here in the city, uh, probably about mm, 2,000 people in attendance. Uh because the mandates were lifted in the city, there were no mandates in place at this conference. So probably less than 5% of the people had on masks. With 2,000 people, T-Petty. 2,000 people. So you know me. I had mine on. When I was walking in, this dude sneezed in front of me and I wanted to kick him in his vertebrae. Oh, oh, no. He had on no mask. Uh, he did was you, in front of me. He did you see started, the mist when he sneezed? I did not, but I was I wasn't looking at him when he did it. I oh heard my God. it. So he turned yeah. his head to the side and just did it. And I was like, you nasty. He didn't, he didn't even do the um, you know, in your elbows no, kind of joint. No. Wow. So so for my particular company, for us to like be in person and do things, we have to submit proof of vaccination, including bo- being boosted to attend this kind of stuff. So around, you know, where we were, I could take my mask off, but I also spoke at a couple of different sessions yesterday. And afterward, you know, people want to come up and talk to you. I was like, oh, help me black Jesus. So it was a lot of people in yesterday. There was a lot of like free exchange of, of, of air that I was not into there were like happy hours and dinners all over the place mm. where the, again, no masks were in sight in, in enclosed spaces. 
I had to come home and like scrub my skin off. I was just like, this is, <laughs> this is not for you, girl. Uh, it was a lot. It was very strange being in that environment after all this time. Like, cause the other conference I went to, it was protocols out the wazoo. Like you had to submit tests every day you were there. You had to be masked until you were on campus and all that kind of stuff. And to attend a conference where none of that was in place, I was just like, Oof. Damn, zero out of crazy. 10, do not recommend. That's crazy. Yes, that two or more rule pretty much. I mean, like, dang, it's like, that's that's a lot of people. Uh, that's a lot of people. Wow, it was wild. Man, um, we talking about uh, Boris Johnson. Uh, he got fined for violating protocols in England, uh, the British prime minister. Um, he made a trip over to um, Ukraine and met with uh, Vladimir uh, Zelensky, the um, the Ukraine president. Um, he just rolled up out of nowhere and showed up. And, um, you know, they talked about uh, additional uh, support that they were going to give to Ukraine. Um, before we get into the serious thing, as far as what's happening with the war, um, Boris Johnson just rolled up as usual. Um, looked like he literally just rolled out of bed and then walked to Ukraine. Uh, his hair was askew, and um, he just looked crazy. It's just like, you always look like that, though. Looks disheveled. That's just normal. That is, I always look like rats been sucking on his hair all night. <laughs> he just seems like, like he rolled up. And, um, you know, the video clip that I saw, he didn't have no security around him. I mean, it was people behind him that was security and whatever the you know, British equivalent of secret services is that Scotland Yard, I guess. But yeah, he just was like, what's up, man? How you doing? Blah, 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 blah. He just looked, he just looked crazy. It's like they in the middle of a war. He goes to Ukraine. You know, Zelensky is ready to like, you know, pop 16 shots in somebody at any given moment. And then you juxtapose that with um, with Boris Johnson, who just looks crazy as hell. Um Drees, uh, give me your thoughts on Boris Johnson, man, and, and what's the latest that you heard as far as the war is concerned, man? It's looked like this campaign from Russia is continuing, man. All right. Didn't he just get fined for going to parties mm -hmm. <laughs> during the pandemic, right? So that should tell you everything right there. Like, during the pandemic, they put the whole country on lockdown and all these restrictions, and then you, you up there partying with with other officials from your like your party and administration and then finally it come out you deny it for like months and months you know that you didn't do it and you finally fess up to it and then get fined so yeah that tell you everything you need to know about him right there and he probably did just like yeah let's just roll to ukraine that's like that sounds like something after you finish drinking like you know what you do let's, let's go over to ukraine and visit and hang out and so, you know, I, I'm trying to see if this helps Ukraine at all, right? You know, I guess, you know, it's, it shows, like, that they have allies, but um, um, Zelensky was like, give me some, like, give me something to fight with. Like, don't just come over here for a visit. Like, I need, I need help and support. So that's what's going to make the difference. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I guess uh, Britain did pledge their support. I saw another uh, interview with Zelensky and he was saying America is helping, but they need more. Uh... Uh, more uh, what? You just muted yourself. <laughs> what is happening? 
Oh, okay. I, I, am I unmuted now? Yes. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yes. I had a little trouble. <laughs> so Apparently, I need I was, more help. I, I, I thought you were forming a thought. I was like, okay, this yeah. is gonna be good. I'm I need like, more hey, help. You about um, to go deep. <laughs> yeah, this is deep, but I'm going deeper. Um, I need more help on muting my microphone. Um, you know, they, he was saying that he did uh, obviously is uh, thankful for the support that he's getting uh, from America, but they need you know more. Uh, obviously, the planes. Uh, is, is one thing, but, uh, and they have the surface to air missiles that they're using, but, you know, they're saying like an eight mile uh, convoy uh, under this new uh, Russian um, uh, sort of uh, defense leader is uh, coming to Ukraine and uh, they just uh, need uh, more help uh, in protecting themselves. More civilian targets are being hit and even the train stations that can, you know, sort of um, are the stations where people can get on trains to go to freedom um, are being blown up. So, T. Petty, is there any in-game insight on this? I know that um, Putin says that uh, he thinks that uh, peace talks on this uh, are senseless. So where are we headed on this damn thing? To hell? Mm. Like, there is... he there. What other course of action is there? He is a narcissist. He is egotistical. At this point, he has egg on his face because the mighty army of Russia has been unable to do what they were trying to, which is crush Ukraine in a matter of days or weeks. Okay, what the hell? Yeah, I know where I live, so it's like helicopters flying around down here. Don't know why. Um, say, what is that? <laughs> it sounded like Marine One, but okay. I mean, it was, I saw it, it was huge. Um, so at this point, like, is he just going to pull back to Russia to lick his wounds? Likely not. And so at this point, what he's doing is uh, targeting civilians purposely in order like weakens, weaken Ukraine's resolve. And this is not going to end until it's made to come to an end. So Ukraine will either fall to this Russian aggression or something is going to happen. Somebody's going to do something to Putin to take him out. And I don't see either one of those happening. So we're going to be in a stalemate for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, this is uh, just crazy. So um, we'll see what happens. I want to give myself 1,865 points. We talked about this on episode 83. They finally were able to go into the Chernobyl plant in Ukraine uh, that was occupied by Russia uh, so what they essentially put two and two together and this happened. Um, soldiers went in, they occupied the plant, but the people, you know, even though it's been a disaster there, they sort of maintain it and work there to keep, you know, like um, the nuclear power juice or the isotopes or whatever from leaking out, right? Like there's an active staff there. They came in, took control of Chernobyl, and then um, they essentially um, used the barracks there inside the nuclear power plant to imprison the people that work there in the plant. Then they stayed there for two or three weeks, and then they hauled out. They went in with the Geiger counter. All the radioisotopes and the radioactivity is up, uh, especially on the grounds outside of and inside the power plant. They even, um, you know, those MREs, the rations that the soldiers eat, they put one of the magic wands over there, uh, the Geiger counters, to measure that activity, and it was sky high, um, even in the food that was there. So, you know, the guy that uh, ran uh, Chernobyl on the Ukraine side, he was saying, again, they've touched stuff, stuff they wasn't supposed to be touching. Um, you know, they wasn't monitoring the activity there. 
Um, it gets on your boots, it gets on your clothes, the whole nine yards. And, you know, essentially it's uh, not a, not a good situation, man. So we got to, you know, just continue to monitor this man and, you know, hopefully uh, the Ukrainian people get the support that they need, but uh, Zelensky is not backing down in any way, shape or form. And um, we're going to, we're going to see uh, how this turns out, man. This is just uh, absolutely positively crazy. You're listening to episode 84 of the Digital Gumbo Podcast, a podcast all about news, current events, race, culture, and politics, with a whole lot of laughs in between. Uh, our full library of episodes is available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Download, subscribe, rate, and review today. Download, subscribe, rate, and review today. T. Petty, we're going to um, flip it and talk about uh, some other news the woman who was nicknamed Soho Karen. You remember her from New York City last year? She said that a black teenager had stole her phone and she imprisoned him. Um, you know, like- And uh, tackled him, right? Went and tackled him. Put her hands on him. It's hard yes. to keep yeah. it straight, but I remember this one. She was convicted of a hate crime this week. She will serve no jail time. However, she will have that on her record and she pled guilty to the hate crime. Uh, it actually uh, turned out that he did not have her phone but uh, she pleaded guilty to a hate crime. T. Petty. What good is that if her bitch ass ain't go, don't go to jail? Yeah, and how you commit a hate crime and you don't get it no time It is a hate for. crime. She put her hands on a teenager. She's lucky her, that her his daddy didn't knock her ass out, which is what she fucking deserved. And they did bump it up to a hate crime because of the imprisonment, um, you know, just based upon uh, the color of his skin at, at that point. So she has pled guilty to what is classified uh, as a hate crime. But uh, again, um, it will uh, she will not have to serve uh, any jail time. Not sure if there's any. Wait, 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 hold on. This, this, ain't, this ain't adding up now. I, I, I know how America work and it is jacked up. But just think, look at this on the surface of this. Right. So she falsely accused somebody basically imprison them because of the color of their skin. And even in the law books, it says it's a hate crime, but you don't get no jail time. Mm -hmm. What, like, what does that say? Uh, that says that <laughs> justice in this country is working like it always does. Little Miss, um, a white girl crying. I mean, white woman tears, we know how that shit works. She seemed very unrepentant too. And like it seems uh, that bitch season. did not care. And so that's why I said that his daddy should have knocked her ass out. Well, we all know how that would have turned out. So his mama should have knocked her out. You gonna put your hands on my kid? I'm about to fuck you up. Yeah. Dries, you had mentioned this before. Like, let's just say theoretically, if he had stolen the phone, right? All you gotta do is call your phone company. And they can, you know, automatically turn the phone off and or, you know, if you have the find my phone you, you, feature. You can't get, yeah, you can't get in the phone. If you ain't got the password, it ain't no average person going to break into no phone. Right? You can't yeah. do it. And yeah. she's not in her Uber all along. That's what really pissed me off. Nobody stole it, bitch. Your dumb ass lost it. You assaulted this man and his son. Then you want to start crying like somebody did something to you. The typical white woman playbook. Hmm. So, yeah, no jail time uh, in the case. She did plead uh, guilty to a hate crime. Um, she's a relatively young person. I wonder how that's going to play out, if she's going to have any type of job beyond, like, say, a family business, because uh, they will be checking that. That's on her, quote, unquote, permanent record. So uh, we'll see how that uh, turns out. Again, I think she's, like, uh, in her early 20s. So um, not a good look uh, as it should be 
um, for your actions. And when they Google you or, you know, you come to be an employee or, you know, whatever it is that you're trying to do in life, they Google your name. And that's the first thing that's going to come up. So that's uh, absolutely positively crazy. Um, Drees, there is a ship stuck in your neck of the woods. Um, it's got about uh, at least a thousand uh, containers yes. on it. It's been stuck for about a month. They had it, to this actually- is the ever, This is the evergreen yeah, right? or, is it yeah, ever, or yeah. something ever forward, something like ever that. forward, which was a sister ship to the evergreen that was blocking the Suez Canal. Yes. So <laughs> Damn, this, what's up with that family? Okay. Yes. So the, the ship is stuck in the Chesapeake Bay. They actually had to get another ship to come and take about 500 containers off of that ship because um, it was like too heavy um, to like uh, float essentially. So they taking these um, 500 containers off and they trying to see if this will uh, go ahead and, and set this ship free. But uh, Dries, um, have you seen anything else about it? And um, tell me what is in some of those containers that, uh, that's been stuck on that ship for a month. Well, I don't know exactly what's in them containers, but right, we all know we're dealing with like um, supply um, shortages, right? And this don't help none. <laughs> You know, and it had like lots of containers and they had to unload all the containers with hopes of, of helping to float the ship so it can get it unstuck, right? Take the weight off and hopefully you can get some tugboats and some other stuff to kind of pull it out from, from being unstuck. But also this, I think, too, is about like um, just how we um, get goods back and forth, right? Like we use, you know, cargo ships. And um, and those ships, like they've historically gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. Right. And so like navigating like waterways, you know, becomes a challenge. And then sometimes like, you know, I think like just with the environment and changes um, uh, and just like um, how um, the waterways either like, you know, with the, the amount of water that's with them or like build up. And that combination of those two things, they're getting stuck a lot more. And so I think this is just going to mess up the supply chain even more. Mm-hmm. Man, give me just, just, you know, tell me one thing that you think might be in that ship that's got stuck. Well, if it's in the Chesapeake Bay, it's probably full of like old Bay. Because <laughs> <laughs> we love some old Bay. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's probably got like... Um, I don't know. It, it may actually have like it probably got some clothes there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> probably got clothes because the seasons are starting to change. You're trying to get all them like supplies and, and restock all this fast fashion that's turning over that's coming from somewhere. And I don't, it's probably everything is on that shit. Mm-mm-mm. T. Petty, this ship has been stuck for a month, and they finally had to put two and two together and say we get, need to unload some of these cargo containers so we can uh, free the ship. Um, just like the situation in the Suez Canal last year. Um, assess this and what do you think are in those containers? I just really don't understand why this keeps happening. I'm sure it has something to do with the shitty infrastructure because you don't hear about this really happening. Well, other, really happening anywhere else, right? So I don't understand. Like, is it because they're too big and so... Like these ports are not up to snuff to handle the size. Like, I just don't understand what the problem is. Um, but what's on there? Hell, maybe it's some of that old bay vodka that they made. Have y'all seen that? 
I have not seen Old Bay Vodka. <laughs> would you have a Bloody Mary with Old what? Bay Vodka in it? I would never I, have a Bloody Mary because I think tomato juice is disgusting. I've had a Bloody Mary with Old Bay and bacon, and that was kind of good. But I haven't had it with the 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 Old Bay Vodka. I I, I, I did not know that was a thing. I do not like uh, Bloody Marys. I think they're disgusting. So I won't be having one and I'm going to leave y'all to the Old Bay Vodka. Like, who even asked for that? I bet you that's good. I've had a um, a Bloody Mary with a soft shell crab, chicken wing, and pepper jack cheese and smoked mm-hmm. Gouda, like sticking up on the little sticks from inside with the celery. It was is pretty it a, good. Is it a drink or is it an entree? It, like, it's it's like a... It's, yeah, it's, that's, yeah, that's like an entree. With it's like an appetizer. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's, that's a lot. It's an appetizer. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the, the ship is stuck in the middle. It's not even like where the ship would pass through the port or whatever. It's just like stuck in the middle of the water right now. So well, I think it's... A, what is it stuck on? I think it's a classic case of they overpacked the ship because of the logistics. Man, we need to load these this ship up with all the shit we can get in here. We need to we need to make up for lost time. And then they hit a little cliff or something like that, and the ship was like, "Nah, we can't get over this." And then they got stuck, and now they have to unload it. So they might be trying to make up for lost time, but uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that goes. T. Petty, we have a sign of the apocalypse in 2022. The Consumer Value Store has announced that they are getting rid of them long, 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 long ass receipts ASAP. They will give you an option when you check out to get no receipt, a smaller receipt, or to get it electronically. Hallelujah. Shorter receipts at the Consumer Value Store. It's about damn time. Don't nobody want to get a fucking scroll from the Dead Sea when all you're trying to buy is some chips and some uh, Starburst jelly beans. Like those things print out forever. And I am surprised that it took them this long to shorten those damn receipts or offer an electronic option because who wants to keep up with that shit? That's a lot, that's a lot. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Dries, they're getting rid of them long ass receipts at CVS. Um, did you ever get a long receipt from CVS and or do you use the coupons from the CVS long scroll? So I'm glad they get rid of the long receipts. And I, I really didn't use the like uh, the coupons a lot. Now I use the like the money when you get like the money back, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I made sure I would keep that and I would use that. But, you know, part of this, too, I'm glad they get rid of the receipts. Nobody wants that long receipt. It was just wasting paper. But what you ain't going to do is you ain't going to email me no stuff. Don't, don't be emailing me no receipts because that's that's almost like a trick. Like, okay, we're going to get rid of this paper, but we can just start flooding their email boxes with stuff. And I don't want all, all that sent to my email because that's a time suck. You're looking through your email and you got junk now from the consumer value store. So I don't know if this is going to be a good thing for, for, for consumers. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna tell y'all a true story. So you know that there are common phone numbers that people use because they don't want to give up their phone number when they get the discounts at various stores. One of those stores is CVS. So I go in, I key in my area code and then 8675309. I literally have about 27 names. I have responded to David, Steve, Michael, John, Norman, and about 
three ladies' names as well. Like, they don't really care. It's just like, this is the number. Just give me my discount. I'll pretty much respond to anything. And then um, one time I, um, I had a human cashier and they're like, do you want me to email me? Do you want us to email you the receipt? And I was like, yeah. Uh, it wasn't my email address that was on the account. So somebody got a receipt for my shit. That's one. Um, two, the best thing that ever happened at the consumer value store is that they stopped selling cigarettes. So this is maybe about five, six years ago. I tell you the um, turnaround and the behavior of the people at CVS was instantaneous. So they announced that they were going to stop selling cigarettes. They did this whole campaign. I went into the CVS on a Friday and I got treated like shit. Like, I don't know if the person was having a bad day or whatever. And the other little cashier friend was having a bad day. But they treated me like shit. Then they announced over the weekend that they was going to stop selling cigarettes. So that's a billion and a half dollars in sales. And then they said the people that buy that bought cigarettes also spent an extra $500 million just on stuff. You get a pack of cigarettes, a Coke or whatever it is, gum, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So there was $2, million, $2 billion in the hole. When I walked in there the next Tuesday, boy, they was bright and cheery. And they must have had the we about to be $2 billion in the hole conversation with their employees. It's like, you need to, it's like, how can I help you? And trying to take me to stuff that I wasn't trying to buy. I was like, mm-hmm. They had the we ain't got no, uh, we $2 billion in the hole conversation with these people. And they was like, you don't be nice to these people, these customers, your ass is going to be fired. So yeah, no, that's, that's what happened when you stop selling addictive products. <laughs> like people, mm-hmm. it's like, people aren't compelled to come back there because they're addicted they come back there because they feel like it's a good good customer experience exactly <laughs> so that changed their business model exactly also the pharmacy like they was treating people like shit but now they would they man look you was getting them auto calls the real pharmacist was really calling you be like oh is there something we can do for you see that your blah 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 needs a refill would you like to come in and get that in an hour blah 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 i was like yeah Y'all fake as hell. It's like, we, we know what time it is. We know what's up. Y'all are two billion in the hole off them cigarettes and y'all trying to be nice. I find um, it very interesting. So what are they going to do to fill that hole? Don't, don't They're a corporation and their their commitment is to their their share value. What they're well, 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 now, to be, to be clear, let, let me say this. They still selling drugs. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So don't get it right. They still selling drugs. Yeah. What what they what are. they what they try to they they position themselves as like we are a, a place of help. And mm-hmm. it was hard to make that case when you selling cigarettes. Now you can make that with other drugs, like people get their prescription drugs here and there. So they they cutting deals uh, with with um with big pharma Target. Uh, to kind of get to push push drugs out. It's just like drugs with a healthy marketing layer on top of it instead of cigarettes i know where they made a billion they they you know what they did t petty they shifted a model um Dries is absolutely right they started doing them shots flu shots right in the store uh they started doing the covid shots man they, they was doing the covid tests you think they getting a pretty penny off all them tests they and all them getting, shots they ain't replacing the cigarette money doing that uh, i don't know what else they money. got it's what got else they got in there up. I don't know. I need to read their their uh, shareholder report to see what these plans are, or listen to one of their earnings calls because I'm kind of curious. Yeah, they got that. Uh, they still got them razors behind the glass that you can't get to. You need an employee to unlock them. And, and, and the laundry detergent. You cannot the, get no. <laughs> not no urban area. You can't get and, no laundry and detergent. The black area is also <laughs> the hair care supplies. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, and the formula, the formula be behind the glass too in the hood. So yeah, oh, yeah. Um, Drees, you're in the market for a car. Um, they saying uh, Russia is a supplier of palladium, which is a precious metal that's more expensive than gold. Catalytic converter thefts are on the rise. They saying that people can get when they steal these catalytic converters in 30 seconds or less, as much as $200. But the repair to get a new catalytic converter, if you can get one, and um, you know all the manual labor that it costs to put it back in, could cost people, depending on the model of their car, as much as three thousand dollars catalytic converter converter yeah, on the I, rise yeah it is I've, I've had a catalytic converter stolen from my car before now this is when i was a, a much younger man and it was a very very old car <laughs> but they they took it so everything going cycles the so they've been they've been stealing catalytic converters for a while <laughs> it's just gotten back into fashion again i guess because the price probably of whatever metal that's in there has gone back up. And so people are like stealing them again. And like, I would imagine on a new car, if you're cutting off anything, it's gonna be expensive because it's uh, just how everything is like connected and whatnot. And so, so yeah, that's, that is, that's unfortunate. But when you hit like economic crisis, which is like inflation, and it looks like we might be heading towards a recession, um, even though in the employment numbers look pretty good, there's a lot of folks who are still like unemployed and so that's what people do to kind of make ends meet sometimes. So, so you see a rise in it. Yeah, yeah. T. Patty, they said that there are catalytic converter theft rings. Uh, it was a trucking company, you know, like where they uh, pack up, you know, like the refrigerated goods or whatever. They hit 17, like, uh, you know, um, tractor trailers and stole the catalytic converters off of those uh, hey. and selling them hot. And uh, it disabled the whole trucking, uh, trucking company for about a week. That shit is crazy. I have heard about these rings and man, times is hard out here. I I don't know. Like I've seen um like the stories about the rings and how they just basically hit up a whole block <laughs> and then nobody got a catalytic converter. And then replacing it is so damn expensive if you can even get the parts. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. It's rough out here, and I I don't see how it's going to be getting better. It is rough, yeah. So, you know, I'm fortunate that uh, I can park uh, in the garage, but uh, and you just got to keep your eyes out, or if you got one of the Ring-A-Ling cameras, just set it on motion, and if uh, JDLR or something just don't look right, you go out there and act a fool, or, you know, just start to strip your clothes off or something, you see somebody trying to get under the car, and you ain't called no tow truck, because look crazy i'd rather be in my in the street in my drawers than pay three thousand dollars to get a new catalytic converter that ain't no joke that's a lot of money that's a lot of money it's, it's come a long way because i think when that when that happened i remember i think i had to pay like maybe two hundred dollars which was a lot of money for me back then yeah. it's still a lot of money now two hundred dollars but back then it was like a whole lot two hundred dollars but three thousand, woo! I can't imagine that. That would yeah. I'll be I'll be driving around without a catalytic converter. I'll be polluting, just <laughs> 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 spilling out all kind of stuff in the atmosphere. And them cars without them catalytic converters sound like you got like uh, it's just horrible. It's just horrible. It sounds like you got like all just bass speakers in your car and just. <laughs> 
it, it does not sound good. It does not sound good. T Patty, we're going to go back to episode 83. Tell me your Egyptian story. I'm trying to remember which Egyptian story it was. Oh, you got multiple Egyptian oh, stories. You got yeah. multiple Egyptian of course. Stories. I was there for a while. So, you know, I had, I had a few stories. I got a few stories. International player with the past. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I got to work on that, the player part of that phrase, but international and passport, I got that down. Okay. Um, so it's about how Egyptians don't consider themselves to be African or, or black. It's fascinating, a fascinating study in how colonization does a number on people. Mm. But, uh, and I told you, even on the map, they, they was don't say Egypt is in Africa. They say it's the Middle East. So I, like, I remember growing up, it's like, remember how they teach about Egypt, though? Like when you growing up, they make it seem like it's its own country by itself. I was yeah. like, it's, it's not, I was, it's not I was out of elementary school before I figured out that it's actually in Northern Africa. Yeah. Um, so I can't remember what the discussion was, but we were with the people that we went with. Uh, one of them was born in Cairo. And so he still has lots of family there. So um, we were with some of his family and they were like showing us, you know, the non-touristy kind of stuff, which is the best way to see a foreign city, in my opinion. And one of us, I can't remember who asked like, you know, their thoughts on um, like their attitude around how they sort of hold themselves apart from like sub-Saharan Africa, other parts of Africa. And it was like, well, you know, uh, our our civilization is so much older and we're much more educated here. And I was like, the fuck are you talking about, sir? Like, that is some crazy shit. You are literally on the continent of Africa. You're going to get caught a nigga just like we do. Mm. Just like somebody that's a darker complexion. Like, what are you even saying? And then one of the cousins like, now, you know, we don't all believe that bullshit. That's crazy. Mm. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that is crazy. Because all of that, what he just said, made no fucking sense to me. I've been thinking about that a lot. Like, basically since I came back. So since like 2018, I think about that fairly regularly. Like that is wild as hell. Colonization has fucked up so many things. But the mindset of how it sets one set of Black people against another one. Like, we're all Black. What are you talking about? Hmm. T. Petty won Giza. Being there, I know you were there. Like, uh, does it just pale in comparison to pictures? Absolutely. The, um, that is That and the Taj Mahal, like the Great Pyramids and the Taj Mahal were um, on the Sphinx were um, the most breathtaking things that I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was like amazing. And walking, like seeing the size of the stones that construct those, that make up those pyramids is crazy. They are gigantic. And then being able to like crawl down inside them. Mm. Wow. It was an experience. I would definitely do it again. 
I recommend that everybody goes. I got to put that on the bucket list. Um, T. Petty also, um, yeah, so it's pretty much Hollywood that screwed up uh, this whole Egyptian thing, right? Like, uh, I can think, like, uh, Elizabeth Taylor played Cleopatra. Oh, Lord have mercy. Like, essentially, the only Black actress that I ever remember playing Cleopatra was Halle Berry, and that was in the damn Caesars commercial, which I don't even think, do those two things go together, Caesar? Not Augustus and, and like Cleopatra. <laughs> That's the only black actress I can think of that ever played Cleopatra. One thing you can you will notice when you go mm-hmm. is how the noses have been shot off of all of the statues. Mm-hmm. Like all of it. So um it's like you're trying to hide the fact that they have Negro noses, but <laughs> it's not gonna work. Unbelievable. Uh, Drees, I got something different for you. We're going to do a little round table with this and see how far we can take this. I need you to name an occupation that rhymes with Egyptian. For example, if you remember the jerky boys, um, his name was Tarbosh and he called himself the Egyptian magician. Uh, Can you name how many uh, occupations can you name that rhyme with the word Egyptian? All right. Well, I can hit you with electrician. Okay. Egyptian electrician. We'll accept that. T. Petty, would you like to participate in this? Wait a minute. <laughs> I feel like y'all was talking about this shit uh, before the show. Because how you come up no, with that? No, no. I, know, I God. That, that just hit me. I'm, I'm no. trying to think of the second one, T. Petty. I don't know if I'm going to get another one. Because that's I ain't all got what I know. Okay. Oh, uh, okay, wait. okay. Okay, I got some. Okay. Okay. Loctician. Okay. What? That's a okay. Loct- that's a loctician. Okay. No, a loctician. Oh, for your hair. For your hair. Sir. For your hair. Okay. All right. Okay. That's All right. Good. Not a not a locksmith. <laughs> <laughs> good lord. Um, how about uh an Egyptian obstetrician? Oh, okay. That's pretty okay. good. Okay. That's All good. right. That's you you up, Drees. All right. How about an Egyptian physician? An Egyptian physician. That is acceptable. T. Petty. Hey. Uh, I'm thinking. Are we out of them? No, there are several. Oh, you got a list? No, they're all in my head. Lies. I swear. Um, shit, I don't know. Okay, skip uh, me. Okay. Um, how about an Egyptian optician? Mm-hmm. You already said that, Duke. I did not. I didn't. I said obstetrician. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> you know, there's a difference Arr. between an obstetrician and an optician. I mean, does he? <laughs> well, they all Egyptian, so. <laughs> what? <laughs> all right, man. You got one more. Or you just want me to just roll a couple off. All right, I'm gonna try to get one more. Okay. How about an Egyptian gynecologist? No, sir, no. Sir. No, no. Absolutely not. No. T. Freddy, would you like to take a crack at this? I'm out of I'm out of it. I don't I don't have any more. Okay. Uh like uh an Egyptian mathematician? Now you know I should have got that one. Math is my favorite subject. Uh, an Egyptian statistician? Ugh. 
I'm so mad at myself. Did we say uh, uh, Egyptian uh, physician? Yes. Yeah, I got that one. Okay, okay. Um, did we say Egyptian electrician? Got that one too. Okay, yeah. okay. That, wasn't right. that the first one you said, Reese? Is that the first yep. one you said? Yeah, Egyptian yep. electrician. Uh, I'm trying to think if there any more that's like... Uh, uh, we said uh, we said uh, obstetrician physician. There's mo there's more. I'll have to figure it out. But yeah, I had some more, um, but I cannot think of them right now. Oh, and a, oh in a, go ahead. No, uh, it's an Egyptian nutritionist, <laughs> sir. Okay, it's time for you to go to bed. Um, uh, an Egyptian <laughs> dietitian. How about that? Or an Egyptian uh, beautician. Yeah, yeah. So um, so there we have it. Um, T. Petty, let's see. Give me a shout out, flowers, uh, a final thought or a prediction. So I have a final thought. And this is no longer in the news headlines. It never really was. But who's checking in on Brittany Griner? We ain't heard shit about that in like a month. And so she's over there in Russia being held for obviously a political stunt. We've heard nothing about her, her well-being or possibilities of her coming back home. And I just, I'm worried about her. I am. So I hope somebody is still working to get her out of Russia ASAP. Absolutely. Totally agree on that. I watched a little bit of coverage of the uh, WNBA draft, T-Petty. Did they mention Brittany Griner in any way, shape, or form during the they draft? They did not. They did not mention her. And I don't know what type of bullshit they was on, but some of that commentary, like, why would you tell somebody who just got drafted that their chances of actually making a team are low? Why the fuck would you say that? Even if it's true, why would you say that? It's ridiculous. I mean, it's fucked up. Like this is a treat these women with some fucking respect. ESPN, I mean, serves as like a uh, you know promotional machine for ESPN. They hurt their own ratings just by saying that. That's uh, that's not that's that's not stuff. good. And the person that was saying is somebody I really respect. Holly Rowe. I love oh, her. Come on, but Holly. she's on that bullshit. I don't mm. know what was going on with her, but she was saying some stuff that was out of pocket. Wow, I didn't appreciate it. That's not cool. That's not cool. Shout out to um, LaChina Robinson and uh, also to um, Rebecca Lobo, who held it down uh, on the desk. And um, yeah, uh, maybe they'll have to take uh, Holly Rowe off of the uh, draft coverage like they did Sage Steele. They didn't move Sage Steele. She was like covering the Masters, like at a desk by herself in the middle they of the day. They need to move her off the air with her self-hating ass. Sage is whack. Girl, you're black. I know you don't want to admit it to yourself, but you're a Negro and your kids is black too. All of y'all black. And I don't care how much white peen you ingest, you're still black. Mm. And that's mm. my final thought. All right. All right. Final <laughs> thoughts by T. Fetty. Reese, give me one of the big four. A shout out, flowers, a final thought, or a prediction. All right. I'm going I'm to do a little twist on this one. And this is connected to a story. We didn't, we didn't talk about it this time. But just the um, the mass shooting in um, in New York in a subway system. So just shout out to I, I heard like the, um, the the transit workers there uh, really helped kind of usher people to safety. 
and uh, people just kind of looking out for one another. So just give a shout out to, to the folks um, um, who were just supportive. There were lots of injuries, but none of them fatal. Um, and it's still a developing story. I think they're looking for the person um, and they, they had some leads. I'm not sure if they uh, caught the person yet, but just want to uh, give a shout out to like the folks in New York um, and just um, and the folks who were who were injured and the folks who helped. Yeah, they did uh, go ahead and make an arrest earlier this afternoon. Um, they caught the suspect. Uh, additionally, they found uh, a U-Haul that he was renting from the Philadelphia area, and it had uh, some um, explosive IED um, bomb making materials in it as well. So um, it looked like uh, he was uh, up to something that could have been a heck of a lot more catastrophic. So um, I echo those sentiments and uh, given uh, props uh, out to uh, transit authority workers, police, et cetera. And, um, you know, they did go ahead and arrest him. But uh, yeah, man, that's uh, that was crazy news, man. No fatalities, thank God. But, um, you know, definitely uh, another mass shooting. Uh, in America, very, very uh, unfortunate when people just trying to get to work or get to point from from point A to point B, and uh, have to experience something like that. So yeah. prayers uh, for healing for all the uh, shooting victims, and um, prayers uh, for their family as well and their support systems as they they deal with the aftermath of that shooting. Absolutely, but we not gonna we not gonna say that it was a black dude. It was a black. Oh, wait a minute. So you it know, it was a black dude, T. Betty. Yeah, ass hotel. Mm. What? So, uh, yeah, this I'm, I'm not gonna repeat his name, but uh, yeah, they uh, when I saw the pictures, I was like, damn, you know, it's like that's not really our mo is mass shootings, but um, you know, apparently it is uh, becoming more and more like that, uh, unfortunately. So, uh, yeah, um, said he uh, may have uh, suffered uh, from some mental uh, illness issues. Um, talked to some family members said they hadn't talked to him in a while and you know did some forensic stuff on his social media that wasn't uh wasn't uh favorable uh, for him and very hateful but uh yeah they did catch him i mean you know it's nowhere you can go in new york uh where uh, you won't be able to be found or traced as far as a uh, circle and network of cameras is concerned but yeah he was uh, captured earlier uh, this afternoon and He's got uh, he's got some big time felonies uh, chasing him, unfortunately. Well, that's what he deserves. If you commit acts like that, then that's what you that's what you have to yep, deal with. Exactly. Now, my um, let's see, mine is a shout out and flowers. Um, this dude is funny, and uh, he passed away uh, this week. He's he's just he's a scene stealer. And I uh, want to say rest in peace to Gilbert Gottfried. You might know him as the voice of the parrot from Aladdin, but I remember the first time I saw him was on Beverly Hills Cop 2, and uh, he stole the scene. He was playing a guy, yes. I think he was a lawyer, <laughs> and um, uh, he had, these are not my tickets, these are my wife's tickets. He goes, I pay my tickets. And um, <laughs> he like, called his wife a bitch on the <laughs> he's like what if i had something in this hand that would uh, make you forget about the tickets in this hand? <laughs> yeah. just uh his voice was hilarious like even when he did just like regular interviews i saw him like uh maybe on cvs morning sunday morning like uh a year ago or so just his voice is just funny he had like a a classic voice and very fun just his facial expressions just like bugged me out but uh very very funny uh, Gilbert Godfrey passed away at uh, the age of 67, man. So he'll be missed, man. He was a funny, funny dude. And then 
If you ever saw a special. That's so young. Very young. Yeah. They said he had a long time illness. I'm not sure if they hinted at, uh, at uh, what it was, but yeah, they said he uh, suffered uh, from a long time illness. But um, even when you saw like they do those celebrity roasts, he tell like real funny jokes or like if you saw a comedy special of his and just like, he just would just blurt out curse words and just say some funny shit. Gilbert Godfrey was a funny motherfucker to me. It's like very few comedians that make me laugh. Like you put on some Gilbert Godfrey stuff. I'm definitely going to laugh out loud for real, for real. So uh, rest in peace uh, to Gilbert Godfrey. Absolutely. Y'all, is there any stories I missed out on or anything else y'all want to talk about before we head out of here? Uh we can save this for another day, but we can talk about uh, a, a per, well, so y'all know I was totally uninterested in that whole Will Smith, Chris Rock thing, mm-hmm. but a 10 year suspension from the Academy, the Academy that still shields rapists and abusers to this day, Weinstein, Woody Allen, Roman Polanski. Are you fucking kidding me? We can talk about that later though. Cause that's mm. that bullshit. Mm. They were saying on Saturday Night Live that they should have made Will Smith host the Oscars 10 years in a row rather than banning him. It was like, nobody wanted to go to them dry-ass Oscars anyway. Nobody wanted to go to them dry-ass Oscars anyway. Now that's a punishment. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll we'll talk about that. Yeah. It's a lot of shady, nasty individuals that's in there, the ones that we know about. But, uh, yeah, 10 years, uh, you know, he he's good. Uh, also, I think I'll be able to collect social security checks the next time they will be able to let Will back up in there. But uh, yeah, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see what's going on with that. Dries, you got anything else, man, before we head out of here? No, nope, I think I'm good. Man, I want to talk to you about one thing, man. And um, we can talk about this on the next broadcast as well. Uh, April is uh, Autism Awareness Month, man. Um, I got, uh, you know, several family members that's uh, on the autism spectrum, man. And um, just talk to me about uh, your feelings, man, about autism. So, excuse me, it's not Autism Awareness Month. It's Autism Acceptance Month, man. Um, You know, uh, just talk to me uh, about that and and share a personal story if you'd like to, man. But I definitely wanted to give a shout out to all the caregivers, researchers, and everybody that's working on this to sort of see how they can uh, unlock the pieces there as far as Autism Acceptance Month is concerned. Yeah, no, thank you. I appreciate this. Like, And I think one of the things about this month is just learning to appreciate people for who they are. And like um, uh, folks who are who have autism are not like neurotypical, right, in, in that way. And so, but they are who they are. And so I think one of the things about this month is learning to appreciate people for who they are and what they bring. And so, um, and that's not just this month, but I think it's like, you know, throughout a lifetime. And so I'm, I'm glad to be able to, to bring more awareness to this and to talk about it as well. So thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely. We'll talk a little bit uh, about it more uh, next time because it'll still be in the month of April. But again, I misspoke. Not Autism Awareness Month. That's in the past. It's Autism Acceptance Month. So, um, you know, we'll uh, continue to uh, talk about that uh, on the next episode. Uh, And again, um, something that touches uh, a lot of families and uh, something that uh, we need to talk about uh, in our community as well. So we'll definitely uh, talk about that. Very well said, Dries. All right, y'all. On that note, 
Um, I gotta go and get some stuff to fill out these Easter baskets on Sunday. I'm not sure quite what's gonna happen. What you know what? Don't get no fake chocolate now. Huh? <laughs> Stay away from the chocolate flavor candy. Yeah, chocolate it's the real flavor. Chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is? These kids don't even want nothing in their Easter basket. They're just like, just Venmo me or just, you know, yeah. PayPal me. They can want you, gift cards. <laughs> can you cash at me? Like, I, don't, I don't want no fake grass. <laughs> just, just cash at me. It's like, man, these some of these kids don't even want like hugs and love or nothing like that. They just cash at me. I'm good. They like, you know, they like you try and give them a hug and like, eh, nah, $25 cash at you. Oh, thank you, thank you. You're the best. Ah, oh my God, what the hell? So yeah, cash cash app is the new uh, Easter basket. So um, we'll see what's up with that. All right, y'all, we out of here. Um, I got nothing else. I'm talked out. So. Um, Again, watch out for that Duke or Earl. Make sure you stay masked up. And uh, man, we're gonna check y'all out next time on episode 85. Next episode will be 85, y'all. The March to 100 continues here on the Digital Gumbo Podcast, a podcast all about news, current events, race, culture, and politics with a lot of laughs in between. Our full library episodes is available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. Download, subscribe, rate, and review today. Download, subscribe, rate, and review today. We good? Good. We good. Out, y'all. One love. Peace. Bye, y'all. Peace.